Welcome to We Are Venomaniacs, the Venom Site's official podcast for all of your symbiote news, reviews, and point of views. My name is Orion, and I'm joined by my fellow co-hosts, Carlos. Hello. And Tyler. Hello. We're also joined by another member of our Venomaniacs ranks, Dylan, a.k.a. Dylan Kell. Welcome to the channel. Happy to be here, and we are Venom. Awesome. So, um, just a brief little introduction of yourself, Del- Dylan. Um, uh, how long have you been a Venomaniac with us? Uh, I've just started listening to your podcast probably as early back as I initially discovered it. I can tell you exactly when, but probably every episode, I'm assuming. Uh, been a Venom fan since I was a literal toddler. <laughs> I'm 34 now, uh, four years old. He was my first action figure in my hand, and <laughs> super fan, super fanboy ever since. Awesome to hear. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, love to hear that. Well, uh, welcome to the show. And today we're going to be reviewing the Symbiote comics of September 2021. Uh, it's a bit late, I understand. Uh, but that includes Extreme Carnage, Toxin, Agony, and Omega. And we're also going to uh, review the first issue of the new Venom series, but, uh, series by Al Ewing, Ram V, and Brian Hitch. So we'll go ahead and start with uh, the end of Extreme Carnage, and then we'll move on to Venom number one. So we'll start with uh, Extreme Carnage Toxin. The son of Carnage takes center stage in this issue as Toxin struggles against Carnage's influence. As Toxin takes the fight to Carnage in the symbiotic hive mind, his host, young Bren Waters, rushes to Alchemax to find his father and make sure he's okay in the throes of Carnage's chaos. So... This was a pretty fun little individual issue um, since we haven't had too much content with Bren Waters' toxins so far outside of um, the Planet of the Symbios uh, issue from King in Black. So what do you guys think about uh, Bren's kind of first solo book outing? This issue specifically, I would say Bren is almost like a background character. It's not really about the symbiosis. This is a book about toxin, the symbiote. And this is such a return to form for him. This is I, I loved it. Like I, I've been a big fat a, a big fan of the Pat Mulligan toxin. Obviously, he's always been my favorite toxin host. Uh, and but this is like his personality is back in full force. You know, little, little update to it with a you know he's a little bit more mature than he used to be. But I, I loved everything. Like all the dialogue between him and Carnage was so good. I, I loved every bit of it. Yeah, uh, I second that. Um, never was a big fan of Toxin. It took me a while to even warm up to Carnage. Anyone that isn't Eddie Brock or isn't Venom, I just I immediately have an aversion to. But uh, this probably is the first issue that actually made me a fan of Toxin. That dialogue in that Void-like setting and him not totally succumbing to Carnage either, that was that was a huge win for him. And uh, I, I love that visual too of him ripping off the lower jaw and then the lower jaw itself becoming carnage. But once again, him oh, still not. Sick. Yeah. Him the still not. Visuals are so much fun. I mean, you had like, like toxin as a head, literally just growing around carnage and like consuming him. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the next words out of my mouth. Like I said, yeah, <laughs> uh, I think the visuals were a standout amongst the entire run of the extreme carnage. Um, and yeah, first issue to actually turn me over to being a fan of him myself. There you go. How about you? Um, yeah. 
Yeah, as for me, I think uh, I really did like the issue. Like, the artwork was, you know, it really popped with the colors and all that. I liked the whole, just the whole reunion between Carnage and Toxin. They had their, you know, father-son rebonding segment going on the hive mind. Like, to me, I think, I think this is like one of my top favorites out of Extreme Carnage. So I actually fairly enjoyed it. Yeah, I really liked it as well. Um, and as usual with each of these issues, we have like um, two different artists go- going on. And I actually really like um, the way Gerardo Sandoval handles Toxin. Um, I think it's a lot of fun. And I, I prefer uh, the way he's drawing Bren Waters as well. Um, but otherwise, this was definitely a very fun issue. It was fun to see Toxin finally have a lot more personality than he's had for the past however many years it's been since the Toxin yeah. uh, solo. So, um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, any other thoughts on this issue you want to discuss? Well, just uh, going back to art for a second, I will say typically I'm a little mixed on Gerardo Sandoval. But uh, I will say the thing he does strongest is the actual, like, monster stuff. And so considering his whole segment is mostly just, like, two symbiotes fighting, it, it's great. Like, in the beginning, it's that other artist who I'm not a huge fan of. It's the it's the Danilo S. Beirut, and it, it's just a little bit weaker. And so it's not bad by any means, but it's just not the strongest. And so, so it's just an immediate change when it switches to Gerardo with that big spread of, like, Carnage trying to eat him, basically. And, yeah, his, his symbiote stuff's gorgeous. But even though I do have a problem with some of his human faces and stuff here and there. Yeah, they're a little off other things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and how about that final splash page with uh, Toxin, uh, Silence, and Agent Venom uh, flying yeah. off into the... The Dream space. Team! Yeah. <laughs> the Dream Team, yeah. The new symbiote team. That'd be yeah, and totally dope. It is kind of weird that I'll, I'll say, this isn't a con or anything. It's kind of weird that is this the last we see of Bren's dad just being hauled away in the ambulance? It is uh, for for this series, yeah. Um, also, um, I believe it's the first issue where he's actually named Oscar, or it's supposed to be Oscar, but it's Oscar. <laughs> Okay, yeah, so that's just kind of kind of weird that they, they set up that whole plot line and then it doesn't really go anywhere. It's just, yeah, his dad got hurt. It, there's, like, it feels like he's set up as like supposed to be like this reoccurring tension between uh, Bren and his dad because his dad doesn't like symbiotes, but then it's not really touched on at all. Like, like Bren doesn't have any sort of drama to do with that. Yeah, I definitely feel like Bren needs uh, a bit more fleshing out for his character, especially his dynamic with his father, because his father seems to be, you know, according to what we've seen in this issue, he's a bit of a hard ass with his son. You know, right. Brent, he's always expecting Bren to respect him, call him sir and all that stuff. So, um, I'm like, for me too, like I, like, I don't mind Bren and Toxin together. I mean, yeah, I do agree with Tyler. I do miss the old days with when it was Patrick Mulligan you know, way back in the day, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm all for, you know, this new, this new team up. So, you know, and, and unfortunately it's going to be a while before we see them again, but who knows, we could see them sooner. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I I did just one last thing. 
this sort of ties into the next issue as well, but we never see their reaction that Toxin is a kid. Right. <laughs> like, they kind of just take it in stride. Like, he, like he, just sh- he shows up there as Toxin in this issue, and we won't see it until next issue, but he's just walking with them as Bren next issue, and they don't really touch upon that. That, like, oh, <laughs> this is a little kid. Yeah. I, I figure it's because, you know, between Flash and Andy, you know, he basically recruited Andy yeah. as a teenager. So it's like, not really, doesn't really have room to judge. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, child endangerment isn't uh, on a short list of things to worry about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and move on to our next issue Extreme Carnage Agony. Oh, do we want to grade that issue or anything? Or I don't think we need to graded just overall yeah let's do an overall grade for the whole event i think would be yeah 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 so So next issue is agony in this issue we're properly introduced to agony's new host Gemma shin who plays an administrative role both in senator crane's frames of humanity campaign as well as carnage's plans things come to a head with carnage's true host being revealed as well as his plans for the friends of humanity rally this was I think one of the best issues of the event, just because 100%. I love Gemma Shin in this. You know, I love her as Agony. A lot of personality there. Very twisted. Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with you on that for sure. You know, absolutely. This is uh, Alyssa Wong wrote this, and she also wrote the Riot issue, right? I believe. Did she? My. I, I think so. Or am I am I completely wrong? On that? I I know that she wrote one of the um one of the Carnage Black White and Blood issues. I believe it was the one with the uh, pirate Carnage. If I remember that correctly. Yeah, yeah, she she did that one as well. But yeah, she did the riot one too. I'm just looking okay. it up now. So yeah, so yeah, so like that issue, I would say it it was good. You know, I enjoyed it. It didn't really blow my mind or anything it, it like right kind of had a small part of it and the part i liked most was just like andy and flash getting reunited yeah but it, it was sort of just like connecting the event together just moving it along it didn't really have anything major in it but this issue introduces Jemishin as agony and she is a fantastic new villain like it's yeah it, i agree it's it's not carnage she's got her own thing going on but it's just it's so much fun and just she's got her own personality and just her own relationship with her symbiote it's great and you, she's still using the acid powers and just like <laughs> i love it i love everything about this character yeah i, I love the acid it. powers that's uh the that's a unique ability from a symbiote it provides like the readers with some pretty satisfying body horror and, and the thing is with agony like didn't they was this like they a power they introduced back in the uh the absolute carnage tie-ins no this was that back, on, back in lethal protector like there's like one panel where she where she uses acid and then they oh. brought it back mm-hmm. yeah they brought it back mm-hmm. for the separation anxiety absolute carnage issue where she like oh wow turns the guy's face off or whatever hmm. yeah yeah definitely this was a very fun issue and we also get um the surprise revelation at the end of the issue that everyone kept on thinking, you know, um, Senator Crane is secretly Carnage. But no, turned out it was his son all along, Arthur Crane. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, that was... <laughs> I, 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 honestly, I was surprised it wasn't the dog still. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's what I, we were all thinking was the dog. I, I did think it was the dog, but I guess they already had a symbiote <laughs> dog, so... <laughs> uh, 
But I, I will say that I'm surprised that, well, I, I should say, I'm not surprised that it wasn't Senator Crane. It, it was too much of a red herring with them, like, like, especially like all, all the characters assuming it's Crane. And then it's just definitely not. It, it was just too obvious. So, but, but I guess the sun made sense and, uh, but we'll, we'll get into a little bit more of that in the next issue. Yeah. Yeah. And then of course, uh, Flash's buddy Hank, um, you know, when Senator Crane, uh, when, uh, Arthur Crane was revealed as carnage, it was because he stabbed, uh, Hank. So there was that little yeah, thing. No, it, it, just, it was just, when I was reading, I'm like, well, good job to Flash, you sent your friend into certain death. <laughs> like yeah. you knew, you knew how dangerous it was. was he kind of saw it coming too, because he he kept saying, "Oh no, I don't think I should have gotten Hank involved in this," because he right? had he had doubts. So, <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah, we we continue. I mean, there's there's a lot more about this issue to love. Like, I think my favorite scene in the whole thing is once Gemma gets home. And then she's she's decorating her apartment with limbs and heads. Yeah. And then <laughs> yeah, that was good. And then and then Carnage comes in. They go into the mindscape, and he he sets up a bar for her. <laughs> yeah, that was great. I, I love how Carnage like. Yeah, I don't know how to make a gin and tonic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, with a little bow tie and everything he's got on, just like I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like the dynamic between him and her was was great in that scene in that couple panels they did. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and finish and then it. Just, well, one, well, I just want to touch on the art once more is that I really like how this artist specifically for the dream team of, uh, you know, Flash, Andy and Bren, you have each of the simulants traveling in a different method, like Toxin using the wings, Flash is like web slinging, and then Andy is using her hair as like stilts. It's really creative and I, I like all the, the differences between them. Yeah. And so, yeah. Are you guys a fan of Silence herself, or do you miss Scream? I'm more of a I'm mixed opinion of that. Yeah. Okay. Like, see, because yeah. the, the thing is, we haven't got to see a lot of the, like, because I loved the relationship with Andy and Scream so much. It was so well done. Right. And I'm just hoping that's not totally gone. If it's not, and if Silence is just an evolution of Scream, I'm okay with it. Mm. But. Like we'll have to see how that plays out because we, other than the, like the one issue where she's introduced as silence, and uh, we don't really get to see a lot of the dialogue because it does seem like there is still some sentience there, but mm. it's it's just we're just not sure how much of that is screen. Aesthetic, I mean, like, aesthetically, do you prefer her look over screen? Aesthetically, I would say it's a tough question. I would say yes because um, even though uh, Andy's screen design was a little bit unique it still kind of smacked of you know classic don diego scream a bit much yeah so i, right. I was glad to see you know i i'm glad to see scream as something a bit more unique yeah mm. that, that's fair it makes makes it more of andy's own i i i get that mm. granted i i still feel like for scream overall i do prefer the mouth look that she always rocks and silence only sometimes has it just over right. but, but I mean it works with the silence you know the whole name thing so yeah. but right. that's that's just a nitpick so both forms for me are good I think I've slightly preferred classic scream just because I like the design a lot it's striking but this is still great <laughs> yeah and it, it goes along with the dream team with the red and white so <laughs> yeah yep 
Alright, and then let's go ahead and finish it up with Extreme Carnage Omega. The big finale features a surprise appearance from Sleeper and a new host, and a bloody battle of the symbiotes. Despite Agent Anti-Venom, Silence, Toxin, and Sleeper's best efforts to stop Carnage, Agony, and, uh, sorry, Agony and Carnage end up making us an escape, leaving behind a, the, gory, uh, the gory aftermath of a massacre and heightened anti-alien sentiment in the American public. So really, um, Carnage's entire plan just boiled down to, uh, you know, getting this whole anti-alien r- rally all revved up and everything, and then, you know, publicly slaughtering everybody to really heighten the tension. I don't know. Like, for me, like, Omega, I'm really, I'm really kind of torn. It's, 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 a hit, it's a hit and a miss. Like, I get it. Yeah, Carnage, he, he was there, you know, he... You know, they, they just start slaughtering people left, right. And, you know, obviously Sleeper's back and now um, he's bonded to Hank. And, you know, well, also, too, because Hank doesn't even know it, but he has Sleeper as his new host. But well, see, and then one, one yeah. part about that I'm actually glad about is that, like, I, I'm first off, I am happy Sleeper did appear, appear in this because, you know, he is one of the Venom kids along with all these others we've seen. And so but the fact that he. It made Flash's plan to send Hank in not stupid, <laughs> because right. the fact that Sleeper was on him like shows that Flash. No, Flash isn't stupid. He didn't just send a man to his death. This was he was a literal sleeper agent that he sent in. So I kind of love that. Yeah, I, Sleeper decapitating Riot was the Thor showing up in Wakanda moment for me for the whole <laughs> series. Um, yeah, I was a, I was really happy to see Sleeper come back. Uh, Car- seeing Carnage too, the just the illustration of him killing the senator. Not to change subjects, but it made me long for an R rating that much more and let there be Carnage. That, that was real <laughs> brutal. Was like, I was yeah. like, I was actually taken back. I was surprising for a Marvel book, even though Marvel doesn't shy away all the time from showing gore in their books. This was like this was exceptionally. <laughs> and it was like on, on the level of like tearing the century in half. Or, or, yeah, right. Yeah, like, you know. yeah, I was actually reminded of. Um, wasn't it Venom tearing uh, Null in half or something? Or am I rem- misremembering? Uh, yeah. Well, you mean oh, Null tearing Sentry? No. Oh yeah, or... Null. Yeah, Null tearing Sentry apart. Yeah, That's yeah. Because right. Sentry yeah. tore Ares, and then now the, then Null tore Sentry. So <laughs> Sentry can't <laughs> catch a break. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, no, like for me, the most dis- one of the most disappointing things in the book is that I wish there was a confrontation between Sleeper and Carnage because Carnage didn't really he didn't really meet Sleeper yet. He never had a a run in with him in the hive mind. I guess they were trying to pace the book, and I, I guess that's understandable. But that was just one little nitpick I had. So I really would have loved to have seen the dynamic between those two. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I'll say this, I would say of the whole Extreme Carnage, this probably is my least favorite issue, just because they are trying to wrap things up very quickly. And I, I kind of wish it had a little more room to breathe. And you could but tell then, it was kind of rushed in a way, a bit. Yeah, I, or, I mean, yeah. My, my, my biggest con for this is the art. The art's not good. It's not. This artist is the same one that did the Okay, alpha. so I'm not the only one. Okay, good. <laughs> oh, at, Absolutely. Yeah. It's especially compared to what we've been getting in the one shots. This is by far the weakest artist of the whole event. Like there's I'll admit there's some panels that look good. Like some of the carnage close up lo- looks good. 
Uh, it looks intimidating, but then the faces for the people are just so mushy, like they're made of Play-Doh. It's it's really not great, and I, I just I just wish it was stronger for the the start and finish of this event to have a good artist. Right. I was a little worried uh, with Iron Man showing up, but I, I was yeah, happy that he. Yeah. I was happy that yeah. he didn't. I was happy that the, he wasn't just the. Uh, I mean, just to use like another MCU reference, he wasn't the Stormbreaker of the story. Like he didn't show up and just wipe out Carnage and didn't just do away with everyone quickly. And Carnage actually mm-hmm. took him out quicker than he would Carnage have taken him like, out. Car- Carnage was just like, you remember the last time you you had like symbiote suits with to deal with me <laughs> yeah i'm glad that they they brought that to the forefront they acknowledge it like no just because you're tony stag doesn't mean you get to manipulate this this like the symbiote you may be the be- the smartest with everything else but when it comes to this shit i got it covered <laughs> stuff i'm not sure if we're allowed to swear i forget but uh, no you're, you're you're good okay um but the one thing um the thing is it's like i i have a feeling like they just brought in tony because they wanted to use his uh, symbiotic infused armor that he got during King of Black. And I'm like, okay, so he's here. And I'm like, they're, they're going to do something with this. And then Carnage just, he, you know, he, he's doubled. He's, you know, everyone's ganging up on him. And then eventually he just steals the suit and then he just flies away. Yeah, he's like a dragon now. Yeah. yeah now uh, he's a dragon. So right. it's just kind of like, you, you may have won the battle this time, but you never, but Carnage never dies. And I'm, flying away now <laughs> yeah yeah, it's a, yeah i got that vibe um <laughs> yeah an, ex- <laughs> an extremist infused symbiote suit or vice versa yeah. it was is too uh novel of an idea to just do away with and now we know so. where extreme carnage gets its name <laughs> there, uh, there you I mean, go they did, they did that uh, in the first issue they called it the extreme beot <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is still a dumb name <laughs> let's never, never call it that the connection right <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's that whole thing was just kind of odd to me. Like, even though, it, like, Tony didn't end up, like, saving the day or anything, it's just weird that he just pops in last issue, hey, I'll help. Like, I honestly don't know if we needed Tony to be in this. Like, even even if we wanted Carnage to get powered up and, and turn into a dragon again and just powered up for the future at some point, I don't know if we needed Tony. He didn't really feel natural to this event. No. Overall. No, very shoehorned in the entire yeah, time. Yeah, it's just... Yeah, so that that was just kind of messy. Could have been handled better. Like I, I don't know if you needed t- Tony in the story at all. Like the, Tony the, Extreme Beat, cut that out. Or yeah, like, no, the only reason just trying to steal it. Yeah, the only no. reason Tony was in this issue was to resolve the whole Extreme Beat thing left over from yeah, King of Black. They set, right. they set up in the right. first issue and didn't bring it back till the very end. Yeah, that much more reason to make an action figure too of that that armor set. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'll be buying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, what are our overall thoughts for Extreme Carnage? Overall thoughts is like this was an event tailor made for Symbiote fans. At least I think so. Like I, the, I'm uh, Agent Venom is my favorite character of all time, and he's t- and I love Andy and I love Toxin. And to see that they're a new dream team and they're just fighting through this event, or oh, Carnage, one of my favorite villains, is that all the Life Foundation symbiotes, like, I could not stop geeking out. And then, not to mention, we get new additions, like, as you said, Bren's base. he's not new to this issue specifically, but he basically is, because he was set up for this. So you have Bren as a new hero toxin, then you have Agony as a new villain, She and 
like even in the last last pages of this issue, they set up like Agony will return. You know, it's just yeah. it's awesome. Like she's a fantastic new villain. I can't wait to see more of her, and we're already going to be seeing more of her in the upcoming Devil's Reign event. Yeah, that, I'm super excited yeah. for that because it's also being um, it's Devil's Reign uh, villains for hire, and mm. it's being written by our our favorite one of our favorite uh, symbiote writers now, Clay Chapman. Mm. It's gonna be right. so good. <laughs> um, it yeah. was. Uh, uh, go ahead. Yeah, I was just. Gonna no, say, I was gonna. This, I was gonna pass it to you, Dylan. Yeah, this this is uh, like. Yeah, sorry. Let me let me just say this is just. Um, I I agree with Tyler that this was a tailor made event for symbiote fans. This was really um, an event made to let other symbiote characters shine outside of you know uh, Venom. So I really appreciate that. Yeah, um, like as as a Venom fan and someone who's not, I wouldn't even really. I read it all, but I wouldn't classify myself as a symbiote fan. Um, I just okay. don't like. I just don't like the carbon copies. Not that they are. They they've absolutely earned their. I mean, Riot uh, basically their, is. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Riot is. Um, and I would have liked if it was just. I think this was just a, an opportunity to give. Carnage a more like a uniquely sinister uh, plan opposed to just killing a senator in front of a bunch of people. I know that's his his mo is just murder and chaos, but I mean the the story overall, the overarching arch of the story was just it was still a little shallow for me. And that's, that's fair, but better than most of what I've read in the past in regards to other symbiote centric stories. So I, I don't know, I give it like a seven out of ten. Yeah, it just in general, I I was I kind of was intrigued, like you said. Carnage did sort of have a plan. He was sort of hinting on throughout the whole event, and then in the end, it was just like, yeah, I'm just killing people. Like it just uh, right, right. He was just kind of like the the villain of the week, the plan of the week for that villain. It's just like a, yeah. I mean, to be, be fair, it is more planning than he usually does. So. Uh, Touche. <laughs> um, as for me, that like yeah. Extreme Carnage, yeah, it really was a treat throughout the summer. Um, it has it had its fair share of highs and lows. You know, I'm glad. Like one of the my top favorite moments was obviously the re the reunion between Flash and Andy, which was one of the best scenes in, in books that I've read in a while. So I'm glad they're oh finally back and and Bren with Toxin. So you know, we're, they're with them as the dynamic duo or the trio actually. Um, and yeah, the, the the event wasn't perfect. I mean, for me, uh, Extreme Carnage Omega fell flat for me in some ways. Um, but again, it it was an overall great event. Not perfect, but great. So yeah. yeah for for me, I think I'd grade this whole event at, uh, nine out of ten, just because there was so much I loved about it. And then uh, the few things I wouldn't like would say the artist for the first and last issues, and then uh, Tony's involvement really wasn't necessary at all. But other than that. Anything else is just nitpicking for me, and this was just like inject this into my veins. The fact that I get like they've set up this perfect team for me at the end that I I love every one of those characters. I want a book about these characters so bad, and then they gave me a, a unique villain out of it, and just oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah, but yeah, they, also they, too we have Arthur Crane still because at the end of uh, Omega Agony uh, is like pretty much tempting him to the dark side or the evil being evil. So yeah, he, he wants his symbiote fix again. <laughs> yeah. 
But didn't he have psychotic tendencies as a youth? Didn't they show that panel? Yes, they did. That that that's what was kind of weak for me. It's just like, oh, he's also a crazy person. That's why he liked Carnage. <laughs> See, I kind of liked that. I liked the uh, that uh, Carnage actually found a kindred spirit in that way, and then he possessed. Uh, I think that's kind of promising if they have a future bonded together. Uh, granted, I, I want no one besides Cletus, but you know he's dead. Yep, it's a, in quotations dead. Nice. It's nice that he's a kindred spirit with political power too. So yes, Carnage, yeah, Carnage very cool. Definitely, you know, be, be, you know, uh, you know. Last time Carnage was on a, a major stage was you know he was w- basically working for Null, but now he's kind of free of Null, and he's saying, you know what. I want to stay on that large stage. I want a larger audience to, you know, to promote my my brand of chaos and everything. And now you have Arthur Crane who can help him with that. Yeah, that I enjoyed. Gonna, gonna dangle that carrot in front of him and probably never get give it to him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so definitely it was a it was a fun fun event. Um, has ups and downs, but. I think more ups than anything. Oh, absolutely. Like like I said, this was tailor made, I think, for Symbiote fans. It I love that I love that e- even if it didn't always work, like with Riot, he didn't get much, but I, I think I really liked how they made an effort to give each symbiote its own personality, its own sort of like worldview. Well, that that's the wrong word for it. But uh but yeah, they, they, they try they try to separate because you know, the Life Foundation in the past, they've always been like lumped together. Like I, I always know that I used to. I just kind of preferred them as hybrid. You know, it was just always just easier. You know, I have these four symbiotes that I can just lump together, and then obviously Scream right. is the only one I actually really care about. But yeah. I think this did a good job of you know giving them each a little a, a little something of their own each. With Riot being the one exception again, it they didn't give him a whole lot. It was it was fun the issue he was in, but it didn't scream to be like this needs to be his own character. Not like Agony did, not like mm-hmm. Lasher did, like even Phage sort of had some like like with the with the dog. He just wants he just wants a simple life, and so <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So let's go ahead and move on to our final review today. Uh, following up from the end of Donny Cates' run, writers Al Ewing and Ram V team up with artists Brian Hitch, Andrew Curry, and Alex Sinclair to weave a two-sided tale following Eddie Brock as the new King Black and his son, Dylan, as the new Venom. The first issue of this ambitious new series introduces mysterious new characters and raises many questions regarding Eddie's fate and Venom's future. So, so, just you know, the wait is finally over. The wait's the wait's <laughs> finally over. The the dread has come. Uh, I like I I've said this before on the podcast. I I was not really too excited about this series from previews and everything. However, I will say after reading the first issue, uh, I didn't mind it honestly. I I'm I'm on board to see where this goes. Yeah, same. It felt like a Donny Cates book in a lot of ways. Uh, I thought the um, the writing and the way the story progressed was uh, akin to a Donny Cates book. Eddie Brock is dead again. Ugh. Like they're really giving him an opportunity to earn that nickname, the Comeback King. How many times are they going to kill that guy? <laughs> yeah, a lot. At least, at least this uh, this issue helps invalidate the um, 
the Carnage Black, White, and Blood, uh, Carnage Beyond uh, issue of the, the story. So that was nice. Right. But, um, yeah, my boy's dead again. Yay. He's, we got <laughs> skull as evidence. <laughs> yeah, now we can put it next to Cletus's corpse, too. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Ed, 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 Eddie, Eddie and Cletus are both currently skeletons. <laughs> God, I wish Aaron was here to give his thoughts about that. Uh, he's salty about it. I know he is. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, but... um. Interesting new uh, villains introduced, or possible villains, I would say. Uh, for one, He's we had villain. we uh, we had a brief preview of another symbiote called Bedlam. So, wonder what that's all about. All right. So, uh, yeah, just the Bedlam. I, I think uh, you know. I, I think he might be connected to Big Mother somehow. I think he does sort of have a similar red vibe as she did. Yeah. Big Mother's coming, so. I, I am very interested to see that, but uh, like, and plus Eddie being involved with Kang somehow also <laughs> a very big question mark. Like that, yeah. that, the whole thing was basically a tease of what's to come in the book. Well, yeah, because he, he was using his new his new powers to like just briefly see into the future, and Kang showed up, and like some other flash forwards of events to come. So that was pretty neat to see. Right. Little reminiscent of the uh, after credit scene too, in a way of let there be carnage because now if Eddie Brock can connect. I mean, since he is basically the hive mind now, and he can connect through time and space with other symbiotes, that keeps it current with the MCU. And then you have like the Kang edition and uh, the guy at the end. What was his name? And why did he look so much like Hella? Meridius. Meridius. Yeah, Meridius. Yeah, this 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 character is new to me, but. Uh... Very, very interesting. New to everybody. Very interesting. Yeah. And was that a lake of symbiotes that he was coming out of, or like the material they're made out of? I assume so. I don't. Yeah, I mean, we don't really know, but I mean, I. It said it felt like coming home. He said so. Maybe. Yeah, that's yeah, that's why. Clintar or something. It's like just everything what, yeah. made a symbiote. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm. Ex- I don't. I read some of. Uh, Immortal Hulk, and I'm excited for the. I'm always excited for the symbiote lore to be expanded on even further. Um, I'm just a little apprehensive about it because, I mean, Kate's did an excellent job. Uh, I mean, that's divisive. I thought he did an excellent job of expanding on the lore, but he still left like a little bit of ambiguity. Like they said, like the symbiotes themselves, or I think it, I forget which issue it was, are just basically the void of space itself before the big bang coming to life. I really like that explanation for symbiotes, if that's accurate, <laughs> but I don't, I just, I don't want that to be uh, changed at all. Um, and yeah, I mean, I trust the guy. I, what I read in immortal Hulk was excellent, but I am a little worried to, I don't want him to do away with everything. Kate's did. So yeah, like, uh, like as for me, like I, I trust the new team. Like after reading this, the issue of the first issue for this, like I'm very intrigued. Like I like how, um, you know, Eddie is now he's able to connect to any symbiote throughout the galaxy because even in the issue they were stating that there's still a lot of cleaning up to do after what Null did previously. Um, and then we had that mysterious figure, uh, that that mysterious symbiote that was had the glowing red eyes, 
And that's where everything just started off from where uh, that individual was warning Eddie of something to come that he can't reverse or can't change. Um, and then also too, you know, you see Dylan, he's still struggling in school cause uh, apparently he'll get expelled if he gets into one more fight. Um, and, uh, and also, uh, Orion, you also po- pointed this out about how a sleeper was still in his cat form. Yeah. So are we going to say that this issue takes place before extreme carnage? I, that's, that's difficult to say because, you know, um, in one of the solicitations for, uh, I think it's like number two or number three, Venom number two or number three, um, uh, Arthur Crane is supposed to be making an appearance. So I'm thinking that this issue actually comes after Extreme Carnage. And I uh, I, I think, Tyler, you might have pointed this out, that um, uh, this is kind of uh, typical of the symbiote editorial where they're not really telling uh, the writers, you know, what's up with certain characters at certain times. Yeah. There's Marvel has a big problem with editors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of just but an honestly, inconsistency. I, I, I don't think this specific thing is a huge deal because, because Hank doesn't know about sleepers, sleeper can just crawl out of him whenever he wants to go hang out with Dylan and just go back. It like I don't think this is a huge deal. Yeah, because uh, specifically also, because Hank, Hank doesn't know about it. Also, speaking of inconsistencies, so apparently Eddie has blonde hair again. He's no longer an old man. I mean, he's did you guys catch old. that? He's kind of old. It was oh, yeah, it was old. odd. Yeah, he he had like a fade from like the top of his hair was blonde, but then it faded into gray. So yeah, it's there was an inconsistency there for his yeah, age no, for sure. Yeah. See, see I, I would blame that on editors, but at the same time. I'm okay with them dialing back the old man thing. <laughs> I never liked like, that. I hated that. No, yeah, I, I don't need an old man. That completely flat for me for the end of 200. Same, same, same. Yeah, big time. Uh, they also, I mean, is it, this is issue number one for this, this Dylan Brock Venom. Yeah. I was, I was hoping for a unique take on the Venom face. They, literally copy and pasted uh, a life-size Venom sideshow bust. Yep. Yeah. Did you, did you guys notice yeah, that? I caught that. Yeah. yeah. Like, what the I hell is this? I don't even love, board. I don't even love that portrait of Venom. The, the teeth are so far spaced apart. It's like, come on guys. I need a unique Venom face. Now, uh, see, uh, the it's, artist... literally, it's literally the same Venom except with chains. It's just... exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like they don't, no. even, they don't even draw the dragon symbol. It's just Venom with chains. <laughs> Now, right. the artist is Ram try. V, correct? No, the artist is Brian Hitch. Oh, Brian Hitch. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I know it was the first issue, but again, I, the inconsistencies, right? I really would have preferred, you know, they kept consistent with the uh, Ryan Stegman's design with the White Dragon logo. I, I guess they I guess they kept the Spider logo. I don't know. I, to me, I don't mind the White Dragon, Dragon logo, so. I'm happy I, that I, they moved away from the the dragon logo because i prefer i am too spiders oh <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, the more classic look that venom has i'm always going to prefer as like since i started with the mcfarland stuff but i do like that dylan brock was you know it was differentiated with the chains and the dragon that's fine um it's supposed to be a bigger venom too right i mean i guess they yeah. did away with that when they showed the original number one issues with the with brian hitch but I think uh, yes, Stegman purposely made him a bulkier Venom. 
He definitely did. In like, like I think they even commented on that in two hundred, where he's like, he's bigger or something. Yeah, yeah, and, right, uh, right. It was in the dialogue. But, but I'm not a huge fan of Brian Hitch, but I will admit that I think his work in this issue was all right. Other than moments like we're tracing, which was pretty bad, but yeah. Other than that, I thought his art was all right, better than his previous stuff. But I'm still mm. not a huge fan of it. I, right. I, I, like, there's so many other artists I would have rather had this job. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Um, overall, overall, that, that that almost feels like my whole opinion of this issue. Like, I'm going to be someone who's a little more negative of this issue, where I didn't love it. It, it was all right. It was decent. There's some things I'm kind of interested in, and there's some things I'm not. Where I would say that the pros for me are going to be like the plot with Eddie. Like, even though it is. Like what did I say? It's it's very high concept, and I I feel like that's coming from Ewing. It's messing with the powers. It's different from what I'm used to. It's it's not exactly what I wanted out of a Venom comic. Like, uh, I, I, so I'm just trying to figure out the word this because it's like obviously it's very far from the status quo, and I'm okay with that on one hand because you know you're trying something different, right? I, I'm okay with trying something different and, you know, it's change of pace, but at the same time, it's not it, it, like I'm worried it's straying a little too far from what I, I sort of want in a comic. And so, but yeah. I'm willing to trust Ewing for a bit because like you said, Immortal Hulk is the most I've ever cared about Hulk. I've never been a Hulk guy and Immortal Hulk was very interesting. I didn't love how it ended, but overall the journey was great. So and plus Ewing's Guardians of the Galaxy was so good. Ewing has done so much stuff I'm a fan of. I'm willing to, to give it a chance with Ewing. You know, even though it's like far future stuff, thrown through time, this Eddie's like piloting us he's literally just like piloting a symbiote in the future while his body is dead. So you know what? I, I'm willing to give it a chance. But at the same time, I'm not excited about the Dylan half at all. Because yeah. Dylan is now just an yeah. angsty teen going, Venom, you're not my dad. And it's just <laughs> like that. Shut that sounds up. like a parody. <laughs> and right. so just the fact that we're going to have to deal with at least half of the book is going to be about that. And I'm not excited for that at all. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I mean, the fact that they, that, you know, Dylan's, age is even a problem for me because he's like... It is. When it he is. was first introduced, he's like nine years old. And now he's a, suddenly a teenager in high school. Like, like the, I, the only I, one... I'm okay with a little bit of a time jump yeah. because of the whole Beyond thing. Yeah, but the Beyond the thing was just that... one year. <laughs> yeah, and and then like at the end of... like He seems way older than he was at the end of 200. Like mm-hmm. At least like three years older. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So this, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I I just don't really, I, I need to warm up to the idea of Dylan as Venom still. I I, I feel like it was not the right direction for Dylan. It, it, he should have been Sleeper, and Eddie should have continued being Venom, but. I totally would, agree. I would have preferred that. I would have totally agree. Yeah. 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 See, as someone, I remember when it was originally happening, we got the preview for uh I think it was like Venom seventeen or eighteen, where it showed Sleeper like reaching out to Dylan for the absolute carnage tie in. Yeah. And I remember not that was liking the biggest that idea. Troll. 
No, I don't see. I remember not liking like, oh, it's so obvious. Like the son of Venom with this, or son of Venom with the son of Eddie. Like, like, come on. I'm. I hope they don't do it. And then they they didn't in the issue, obviously. But looking back now, I would have much rather had that be the the ending rather than him being the new Venom. Yeah. Yeah, because again, it goes back to the whole thing of, you know, Dylan becoming Venom does not feel deserved. And also, we haven't even touched on Venom in this issue. There's something going on with Venom. You know, something's Ooh. wrong with Venom. I mean, in Venom number 200, Dil- uh, Eddie Brock was all, you know, this is perfect, my son with Venom. What could go wrong? But now Eddie is warning Dylan in this issue, do not bond with Venom. It's like, what's happening? I, w- I was I was going to bring that up. Yeah, because in the issue, like... He's 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 checking out the future. He's sensing the future, and he's telling Dylan, "Don't whatever you do, don't bond with the symbiote." And I, once again, I don't know why we're again doing the same thing uh, from the beginning of Absolute Carnage because they're doing kind of something similar, almost but not exactly, where the Venom symbiote is like shrouded in mystery, like he's nowhere to be seen, like he hasn't been anywhere uh, with Dylan in a while, and then. In this issue, he just pops up in a trench coat disguised as someone and then bonds with Dylan like they did in Absolute Carnage number one. And I'm like, oh, okay. Right. They're ju- are they just implying that he's been just watching over him this whole time? I guess. But he like the thing is, he doesn't need to, right? He should be like comfortable just living with them. It's like right. he's, just, he's just somewhere in the shadows. And it's just – Right, yeah. Why be No, it's just a little yeah, weird. I yeah. agree. And besides, sleepers yeah. with Dylan the entire time as well. Oh well, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's just I don't know. I mean, the the solicitations are kind of setting up Venom to going back to his corrupted state. Something's wrong. Yes. With Venom. E- e- even this oh. issue did with that. Like they they like this Venom specifically says like like this Dylan like this we can take on the world like what where is that coming from? Yeah. Like I I, I guess you can read that as Dylan's anger because he's an angsty angry angry high schooler, and it's just his anger is corrupting the symbiote. But it's just immediate. It's just immediate. The symbiote is going back to being nefarious, <sighs> and I don't like that. Yeah, like I, I've I've expressed this in the Discord. I've I've expressed it on Twitter a couple times, but like I really don't want the Venom symbiote to go revert back to his aggressive nature, his angry, you know, his angry state, and then having Dylan to constantly whine, complain, con- like I I don't want to see that. Like that, like so far it didn't really happen that as much in the first issue, but I really hope it's not like a recurring thing for this new series. That's what I'm afraid of. So, yeah. So, you know, still apprehensive about this series, but I'm not as apprehensive as I was, you know, before reading this issue. I, you know, I'm I'm on board. I will read it, but I still have my reservations. Yeah. If I had to give this book a letter grade. Even though I, I did nine out of ten for the last one, I did, did, did letter grade for this one. Don't worry about it. But uh, I would give it a, a B minus. I think that's um, my personal rating. I think. I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, for me, I'll probably just give it a B. I mean, it it was it was a decent start, but um, again, we we gotta look forward to the next issue. So yeah, yeah, I, I'll give it a B. Do you guys? 
I mean, granted, we have nothing to go off of, but do you guys have any ideas or theories as to who, who that warning is coming from? That is interesting because it's like, you know, we get a brief glimpse of uh, of uh, Kang the Conqueror, and apparently uh, he and Eddie are going to have some sort of relationship in the future whether, where King is saying, you know, I'm your oldest friend and all that. Um, so maybe it has something to do with King, or maybe it's just King adjacent. Right. Would you guys like to see I... Codex come back at all? <laughs> uh that's a that's we don't know i i don't know if it would make sense but uh i don't think so but yeah i, I don't know about codex but in terms of who the villain is i think it might be a new villain even though they haven't, they haven't shown him i think they were busy showing meridius is like look at this villain it's this is going to be the big bad guy but well, I, that, I think that's what i was going to say i think it might have been i think it might be him that's causing the voices in eddie's head to say I, that? Yeah, I don't. I don't think that. I think. I think he Meridius is a red herring. Is like because he's a new villain, and they're saying, "Look at this new villain. This is obviously the big bad guy." But I think then the secret's going to be, "Oh no, there's another big bad guy who's like con- somehow getting involved with the symbiotes." Right. You know? But uh, so, uh, I, 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 if, if, but knowing Ewing though, Ewing can tie so much stuff into like he's a continuity master. Like I can fully admit that Ewing knows his stuff. So oh, that's comforting then. I didn't know that about him. Oh, ab- absolutely. There's so much deep, like e- even in Immortal Hulk, uh, he talks about like Hulk uh, can talk to ghosts or whatever, or like he can sense ghosts. And that's a thing Hulk could do in like some random issue way back when. And so, right. yeah, e- Ewing is all about continuity. And so I'm very like excited to see what some deep cuts he pulls. Like maybe, maybe it's not a new villain and it is some obscure thing that Ewing makes into a big deal for the symbiotes or connects to symbiotes somehow. Now, one thing, um, I know if Aaron was here, he'd probably bring this up, but, um, he was making a connection from Meridius to some other kind of character or set of characters from, um, the Avengers book, uh, I yeah, guess from the Hick- Hickman's run. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so it's it's the gardeners were essentially created by the builders who were like sort of like I'm not going to call them beyonders, but they were like uh, like basically this sort of you know how the celestials like created life and stuff. The mm-hmm. builders were like a mini version of that, and they they were like these aliens that created a ton of life, and then they made these robots, and then they also these gardeners who were supposed to go out and spread life. And so, what like one of the ones that we were introduced to specifically in the Hickman run is called Ex Nihilo, I believe, and he's just he's a big golden guy with big horns coming out of his head, and then a big like Omega symbol or something on his chest. And so, Meridius does have a lot of those qualities because all the gardeners had like different variations of horns, and this guy again does have a lot of big horns, and he's all like one skin color, except he's all black instead, and he's got a symbol on his chest. So there is a chance that. He, uh, Ewing's trying to connect them somehow. Like, yeah. So there's that too. Um, any other thoughts on this issue before we close out? Yeah. I, again, like I said, the, this the first issue. Like, it was a decent read. Like, it's clearly setting up something, uh, something big that's going to come with the Meridius Kang the Conqueror, Big Mama, uh, and you know we're just going to have to wait and see what those connections are, what Eddie and Dylan are going to you know, go through. And also, you know, we have also, you know, apparently, um, Carlton Drake and the life foundation is going to return as well, which is pretty, 
cool to hear. So Yep. Them and then of course Arthur Crane and the Friends of Humanity yep. will also be making a return. So definitely a lot of cool things um that could be happening with this series, but definitely uh it's gonna take some time for m- at least me to warm up to this. Not quitting on it yeah. yet. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean there is potential here. It's just I feel like it's sort of muddied by my whole apprehension of the Dylan thing. And just if if I'm looking at this as a Venom number one, I don't know if this does an amazing job as a number one, like making me excited for the next of the, the rest of the series. Or like I don't know if this is a great introduction for new readers. Like if if I'm comparing this to Venom number one from by Donny Cates, that is such a stronger issue. Like that made me excited for the future, and like uh, I think it was a great jumping on point for new readers. Mm-hmm. This I would not recommend to new readers. Like I would say, okay, you got to start way trade back here it. because yeah. trade trade weight yeah. this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like like I, I'm not looking forward to the like I'm very apprehensive and wary of what's coming next. I'm not like jumping out of my seat excited. At least we're not at the uh cost and number 1 stage. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. That was that was, was depressing. <laughs> I mean, even you have to admit this one would be better than that. So mm-hmm. Oh, no contest. No yeah. contest. <laughs> All right, so that wraps up Symbiote Comics of September 2021, as well as Venom number one. Uh, join us in our next episode as we review um, the second issue of the Venom series. Uh, we are kind of slimming down uh, schedule-wise on uh, what how many uh, Symbiote comics we're going to be getting. So at this yeah, stage... The train's kind of rolled to a, a, a crawl. <laughs> yeah, especially given... Um, the uh, impact on the production lines and everything uh, that's probably also playing into it. But uh, right yeah, now the whole variant thing and the, the printer issue, that's why it look, took a while it, for the issue. If, to come they, out, if so. things get really desperate, we can always review symbiote spider. Man. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> All right. So um, you can listen to, we are Venomaniacs on Podbean, Spotify, Apple music, and iTunes, audible and YouTube. We can also be found on Twitter at WAV underscore podcast. Check out our Discord server where you can geek out with a community of Venomaniacs like us. As always, thank you to my fellow co-hosts, Carlos and Tyler, for joining me today. Thank you for listening. Happy to be here, and I want a side symbiote book right now. Where's my team book? My dream team book. Yeah. (laughs) And thank you to Dylan as well for joining us today. Guys, thanks for having me, man. It's a blast. I really appreciate great, it. Great having you here. Our our pleasure, dude. Thank you. Yeah, thanks so much. And, of course, thanks to the Venom site for permitting us to make this podcast on the TVS banner and all of your general support. And finally, thank you, loyal listeners and fellow Venom maniacs. You guys make an awesome community, and it's an honor to be your voice on the airwaves. Together, we are Venom maniacs.